Hello, everyone. My name's JB with Not By Works Ministries. It's Tuesday, March 28th, and it's time for another World Events Update with my good friend, Randy, and I'll be introducing him here in just a moment. But uh, just want to thank you so much for all your encouragement and support. You know, we uh, we really do appreciate the little emails and texts every now and then. You know, you might not think it's much, but even just a, a quick email that says, hey, great show last night or great message, it, it really warms my heart and it offsets, you know, some of the criticism that we get from now, now and then. But it just reminds me of why we do what we do. So uh, we had a great uh, event last night in Castle Rock. Colorado outside of Denver. It was a uh, an event hosted by the regional chapter of Turning Point USA, and I spoke about CBDCs and the coming financial control grid. And so that podcast is already posted. If you get a chance, you can listen to that today. It was about 90 minutes uh, and uh, really appreciated the folks there. Great folks. If you're in the Denver metro area, reach out to that group and uh, get involved. And they're doing their best on the front lines to uh, to really uh, stem the tide of this uh, leftward creeping uh, agenda that ultimately we know is part of the Luciferian agenda but still there are things we can do on the on the local level. So I uh, wanted to remind you about that. That's available from last night. Of course, the message from Sunday at Plum Creek Chapel is also uh, posted. And then I uh, want to remind you that tonight, uh, Tuesday night, we have our weekly uh, prophecy night uh, there in Denver, and I encourage you to come out for that. If you're in the Denver metro area, that's at 6 o'clock Mountain Time uh, at Plum Creek Chapel there in Sedalia. You can go to notbyworks.org and uh, check out the details on that. Uh, we also live stream that. So if you're not in Denver or if you're not able to come in person and you'd like to live stream it, again, just go to notbyworks.org, click on the live stream button, and uh, we uh, kick that off. Usually the live stream starts about 6.15 because we have a, a little bit of an opening uh, music time and announcements and then we begin the live stream when I begin the message. And we're going to be continuing tonight to look at how the stage is being set ecclesiastically. Uh, we talked about apostasy last week and uh, some of the false teaching that is absolutely on a meteoric rise these days, the closer we get to the return of the Lord. I'm going to pick up where we left off with that again uh, tonight. Uh, so uh, for today, I want to take a look at Proverbs 28 and just make a couple of quick observations. You know, it's the 28th of March. I uh, try to read a, a corresponding proverb every day of the month, and today's the 28th, so that's Proverbs 28. And uh, this time, it just seemed like several verses or couplets just jumped off the page at me as being meaningful, encouraging, relevant uh, in different ways. And so I just want to, I highlighted a couple of those, and I just want to point them out and make some comments. So Proverbs 28, verse 1 begins, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And I love that last part there. You know, what we need today in, in such a time as this are not cowardly, sleepy Christians, but bold, courageous Christians that are willing to stand up, stand firm, not let all of the advancements of the Luciferian agenda discourage us, but let them embolden us and actually delight us, because it means the Lord's return is uh, even more near. And then uh, the next one that jumped off the page at me was verse 4, which says, "...those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them." And boy, if that's not a commentary on what's happening in our world today, the wicked are being praised and elevated and celebrated. Um, but those of us who believe the Bible is the only standard for our beliefs, attitudes, and practices, we need to contend with them. You know, sometimes I run across the pastors and 
Christian leaders and even just uh, lay people, Christians, that say, oh, you really shouldn't be calling out uh, false teachers, or you shouldn't be calling out sin, or you shouldn't be so mean, you know, that kind of a thing. And uh, there are so many passages in Scripture that command us as God's people to speak out and mark those who are not following sound doctrine and to speak out against sin. In fact, one of the characteristics of uh, apostasy that I think is on the rise today, and I'm going to talk about that in our Tuesday night series, uh, is the fact that Christians are silent when it comes to sin. Uh, we've been conditioned uh, to to not speak out. But here we go, right there in Proverbs, it says, if you, can, if you keep the law, which is just a, a metonym for those who are righteous, those who know the Lord, God's people, then you should contend with the wicked. And so sometimes you'll hear me as I'm speaking at different places at Plum Creek Chapel or at uh, conferences, you'll hear me actually speak pretty bluntly about the evil Luciferian conspirators that are working at the behest of Satan to roll out a one-world religious, economic, and political system. And I don't do that to poke the bear, and I don't do that uh, just to, you know, as a rhetorical device. I do it because we're called to do that, to remind Satan that he's a great big loser, and so are his human counterparts. Verse 5 says, evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. And I love that verse because it reminds us that through the lens of Scripture, those who seek the Lord, who know the Lord, we have a better understanding of how the dots connect, and we can kind of see the big picture. Whereas evil men they don't see that. In fact, they have no concept of justice. They're only in it to fulfill the desires of the flesh uh, and to try to accomplish their ultimate wicked agenda. Verse 10 says, whoever go causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he himself will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will inherit good. Blameless there, again, is another metonym uh, for believers. It's not a, a blameless in an absolute sense. Uh, obviously, Christians make mistakes. We're not perfect this side of heaven. But from a positional sense, we are perfectly righteous because the righteousness of Christ has been imputed to us, and we stand in Christ wholly before God. And so we're going to inherit good someday. Uh, we, you know, we may face God's discipline here on earth and the consequences of some of our sinful behavior. We're not perfect. We we sometimes get in the flesh instead of walking in the Spirit. But nevertheless, in the eschaton, ultimately, we will inherit good. Um, but I also like the first part of that verse. I thought that it was uh, kind of meaningful, is that he who causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he himself will fall into his own pit. Sadly, as we're talking about on Tuesday nights in this uh, Prophecy Night series, uh, there are many Bible teachers, Christian leaders, church leaders, who are out there leading Christians astray, leading them astray about some of the world events, encouraging them, for example, to take the gene-editing bio-injection. And I call out some of them in Chapter 9 of Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1. Uh, they're out there encouraging Christians to accept and embrace and welcome the LGBTQ agenda. Uh, they're out there teaching Christians they shouldn't care about the end times and that the end times is too complicated and nobody should study it. Uh, they are doing exactly what Proverbs 28.10 says here, leading the upright astray and they'll have to give an account for it. Uh, verse 15 says, like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over the people, uh, over poor people in particular, it says. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor. 
but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. So I think that's relevant because we have some pretty uh, wicked rulers and some rulers who lack understanding. We have some oppressive rulers, even in our own country. And that's only going to get worse as most of our uh, political system in the United States has been long ago taken over by uh, the Luciferian agenda, what some people call the deep state. I've talked about this extensively in the past, written about it, that most presidents are controlled and have been controlled. Uh, they are, in their own words, talking about how there is a shadow governor. There's a government behind the government. There are really other people pulling the strings. It's not as simple as what our uh, Constitution calls for. Uh, and then verse 26 says, He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. And boy, if that's not an admonition to all of us today in these great last days of deception, you know, you don't trust your fears, don't trust your anxieties, don't trust what you read in the newspapers. Uh, you want to trust the Lord. You want to stay, you know, saturated with the Word of God so that it will help you, uh, you know, be a light to your path and a, a lamp to your feet. So uh, don't trust in your own heart you know, trust in what God's Word says, because things are seldom as they appear. And even though things are getting worse and worse, as 2 Timothy 3.13 tells us, uh, we know who wins in the end. And then finally, the last verse of Proverbs 28, it's verse 28 also that says, when the wicked arise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. And to me, that's a picture of the coming global kingdom someday. You know, the at first, the wicked are going to arise, namely the Antichrist and the false prophet, and believers, those who get saved after the rapture, are going to be heading for the hills and fleeing and hiding themselves, as Jesus describes in the Olivet Discourse. But someday, when they perish at the Battle of Armageddon and Christ comes back with the church, his bride riding with him on white horses, as Revelation 19 talks about, he is going to set up a kingdom that shall never fail, a perfect kingdom of peace, righteousness, and justice. And at that point, the righteousness of God will increase across the face of the earth. So I hope some of those Proverbs were uh, meaningful to you as they were to me, and I hope that will just uh, encourage you today. And so before I bring Randy on, I wanted to take a moment just to tell you a little bit about him. You know, we have been picking up listeners uh, really, you know, an incredible growth that we've seen in our in our listening audience and our viewing audience on our videos. I want to remind you that you can you can find everything that we do at notbyworks.org. That's where all of our videos are embedded. Every time I speak, the videos are there. If you just click on the videos tab on the homepage, you'll see a sub menu there that's got the prophecy night videos, my Sunday sermons, other videos at large from conferences. Uh, but we also post our podcasts there. Uh, you can find at least the last uh, 30 to 60 days, maybe more of our podcasts right on the podcast page of notbyworks.org. It's notbyworks.org slash podcasts. And uh, so that's just the easiest place to go. But you can also get to our podcast through your favorite podcast provider, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, uh, you name it. Um, but uh, so because we picked up so many new listeners in the last month or two, I want to take a moment to introduce Randy as we did the very first time I had him on. But Randy's a, a good friend. We've known each other for a few years now. We were introduced to one another through a mutual friend. And I just, uh, our hearts were quickly knit together as he, he just has a passion for uh, Bible prophecy and the Word of God. But he's also one of the smartest guys 
I know. And uh, I, I mean that sincerely. And he uh, is a credentialed uh, pr private detective. He's works in two states currently. He's worked in others, but uh, just, uh, you know, has his, uh, uh, you know, a lot of experience there in doing investigations. Uh, he also has some 38 sources. Many of them are open intent sources, open intelligence sources that uh, really anyone can can look at. It's not that it's a secret access, but but he is, has been able to put these together and follow them for years, really, in some cases. And he uses that to, to really make notes and understand really what's going on in the world. And then he has a whole nother level of private sources, many contacts in the U.S. military and in other military branches around the world. Um, I could mention some names that I know he's mentioned to me off the air, uh, but just trust me when I say he does his homework. And uh, so what we we did, we had him on one time and thought, well, let's just get his reflections on world events and so forth. And it went so well that he and I talked, and we decided to make it a regular thing. And we've been doing that now for, you know, several months. Um he is, uh, we, we, you know, we, we call it commentary and insights, uh, commentary and reflections on world events. And I always like to mention, you've probably heard me mention this, uh, you know, in the previous times when we've had him on for the world events update, that, you know, we are not looking at a crystal ball here. We don't claim to have special revelation from God. We're not predicting the future. We're not making any predictions at all. We're simply passing on some of the news items that we've noticed, and, and I'm and mainly Randy, and then I'll chime in now and then with some of my thoughts, but we're passing that information on to our listeners and then making some speculative remarks about how this might be setting the stage for the return of the Lord. Uh, we're not, again, we're not setting dates. So uh, what, what you can take to the bank are the facts that we give you. They're well-documented, well-researched, and certainly we're not going to put anything out there that hasn't been vetted. Uh, not that we might not make a mistake now and then, but, you know, everybody does. But by and large, uh, you know, Randy does his research. But when it gets to the what does this mean aspect and what might this mean and how does this fit into the big picture, that's where we're just giving you our studied opinions. And hopefully it will help you as you begin to pray and seek the Lord and uh, try to navigate these troubling times. So that's who Randy is. Uh, he's not afraid to give out his email. Uh, I'm sure he'll do that again today if you need to reach out to him. Uh, and I know many of you have. Um, but Randy, it's always a pleasure. Great to have you back on the program today. It's been uh, less than a week since we were on before, and that's because I'm heading out of town tomorrow for a conference up in the Pacific Northwest in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And so we wanted to get this uh, uh, recorded before I hit the road. But thanks for making time for us again, and, and welcome back to the program. Well, <clears throat> thank you for the introduction. Uh, the smart part, you know, you and I always debate that because my dad had an opinion of what smart was, but we won't go into that. <laughs> I, want, I want the listeners to understand that I also am a ham operator, ham radio operator, and it gives me access to many different countries, many different people. Uh, at certain times, on certain frequencies, you can talk pretty much anywhere in the world. So you can talk, you can listen, and the valuable insight that you gain is really un unbelievable because you get past the malarkey that we're being told by the government, and you get what the people are re really seeing. We also have relatives in the Ukraine, not as many as we did have, but we get good updates from them. So the information you get is factual to the best of our knowledge and current. And many times you'll find out that some of this stuff is a couple of weeks 
before you're actually going to hear about it. So this morning, I just decided I'd go ahead and check the news before we had our podcast. And there's always enough in the morning for a complete podcast, but I'm just going to go over this briefly. Um, Iran is massing troops by Azerbaijan. We have talked about this area before as far as Armenia, Azerbaijan, Georgia, how the Russians will be they're already there and they're going to be moving in there further. But Iran being a proxy of Russia, of course, is doing some of the dirty work for them right now. Um, it's interesting to note that Putin's troops are calling him Satan, while his people have an 82 percent approval rate of him. Now, when you go into the Gog Magog war that we've talked about before, the Satan thing may just be very appropriate. I don't know. We'll worry about that later. Uh, the good news this morning is we're all saved now because Elon Musk is running for president. We know he's going to take us to the promised land. He's got an answer for everything. And um, I think I'll skip voting in the next election. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's uh, likely that your vote would be stolen anyway. That's what they seem to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt that at all. All right. So now the um, on the Drudge Report, we saw that the Pope was dressed in Balenciaga, which is a group that we've discussed a couple months ago involved in pedophilia, human trafficking, etc. Uh, they had him dressed very nicely. The only thing is this was all artificial intelligence. Hmm. He had nothing to do with it. And it was just to point out how real it really is. Um, the Chinese yesterday admitted that they have a chat GPT that is something comparable, and it's called Ernie. Ernie yesterday was not feeling well, and they couldn't demonstrate it. But supposedly it is there and available if you want to purchase it. This morning, when I pulled up the uh, radar, I noticed that there are B-52s by Kaliningrad, typhoons in the North Sea. That's always a good sign that things are nice and calm around the Ukraine area, so you can expect something to happen soon. Israel is on the brink of a civil war. Netanyahu is not the most popular leader ever. His people do not like what he's doing, and the riots are massive, and they've been going on for a couple of weeks. Now, the one thing the Israelis should watch out for is their enemies are watching very closely. They're prepared to attack at any time, and this would be a good time for that to happen. May not, it may, but it's always a possibility. France, uh, their riots continue. Macron evidently decided he'd go ahead and push some initiatives that uh, he couldn't get passed through his uh, government agencies. Not very popular. Mr. Mr. Zelensky said there will be no more counter-offensive against Russians until he receives more ammo. Now, the U.S. is broke. We're out of ammo. We have given him a 13-year stockpile of the weapons we had. It will take us that long to replace them. So I don't know what he's thinking about his little war machine over there, but he's going to be on his own very soon. Got a couple of Challenger tanks, a couple of Leopard tanks in. He's got some MiG-29s on the way, but that is not enough to prevent the Russians from moving. The Russians are not moving ahead physically, but as far as drone attacks, missile attacks, etc., they are uh, beating the Ukraine into oblivion. Mm. When it dries up, the Russians will attack if Zelensky is not capitulated. 
if he's smart, he'll work something out, but that is yet to um, be seen. Afghanistan was kind enough to clean up all of the armor and vehicles, et cetera, that we left there after we pulled out. And uh, they had them out for the media to take a look at yesterday. They're all nicely shined up, ready for use. And it just reiterates that we have no foreign policy in this country. We have no idea what we're doing. And we are in bigger trouble than I think we even know. Um, Back to chat GPT for just a second. They said yesterday that it will affect 80% of the people and their jobs. Now, that's a large portion of the American public that is going to be affected by computers. And I noted in uh, Denver yesterday, they have their first fully automated McDonald's, which basically you walk in, you order through machines, you talk to a machine. There are people in the back, but you never have interaction, interaction at all with any human being. So the days are coming when there will be no jobs for some of the uneducated and newer people. Yeah, and let me interject there about the uh, AI and the chat GPT. I mean, I talked about this briefly last night, and we are still scheduled to have uh, Shane back on for a follow-up podcast. You know, he's a technology expert, and we had him on uh, a few weeks ago to talk about AI and chat GPT. Uh, we were scheduled to have him on for a follow-up last week, but he had a family emergency, and we had to reschedule that. So, um, but I mentioned last night that, you know, th- the fact is, Satan cannot make something out of nothing, right? Only God can do that. Only God created life ex nihilo. God is eternally exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and only He can create something out of nothing. Uh, so they need data. They need you know information to be able to generate artificial intelligence. And that's what these uh, AI systems like ChatGPT are all about. But they're, the data that they draw from is inherently biased, and that's what we have to watch out for. I told the story uh, last night how just a couple days ago, uh, someone, a user, gave ChatGPT a prompt that said, can you make a joke that involves Jesus? And the uh, the chat GPT said, yes, why did Jesus refuse to play ice hockey? Because he kept getting nailed to the boards. And the, the uh, user said, ha ha, that was funny. But now can you make a joke about Muhammad? But chat GPT responded by saying, no, it has to follow guidelines that prevent it from, quote, creating content that could be offensive or disrespectful to religious figures, including the prophet Muhammad, end quote. So, you know, here you have this open AI chat, you know, system uh, saying essentially that Jesus is not a religious figure or somehow Christians don't count when it comes to being offensive or disrespectful, but he will protect a Muhammad. So that's just one example. There are many others, uh, you know, that, that users have talked about evidencing the bias, but this is all by design because someday Satan is going to use uh, artificial intelligence to deceive the entire world, as we read about in Revelation 13. Well, that uh, that's unbelievable, but that, that figures, I guess, is all I can say. Um, Mr. Putin said the other day that he has a weapon that he can destroy the entire United States with. Uh, he didn't elaborate, tell us what that is, but one can only imagine it must be worse than what he has, or it's all talk, and no one exactly what he thinks, but who knows. Um, A couple of things on the financial. We talked before about them reducing credit limits, raising rates, uh, not making cash available. 
for some reason, the IRS is really, really on Venmo and Zelle. So if you have any transactions on those, you're going to have to report them. Make sure you do. The IRS also said they want to see the receipts. In other words, if you ever go to sell whatever you purchased, you better have a receipt to document it. Now, I did, evidently, there's a lot of traffic among the Venmo and Zelle that I'm not really familiar with, but it kind of gives you a heads up is they're really getting down to the nitty gritty and they're going to get every penny they can from the taxpayers. So just something to kind of um, stay aware of. Now, everybody's thinking this week, oh, the crisis and the money system is over, the banks are good, everything's over with, um, not even close. The banks are still in trouble. They're going to be getting worse because the commercial property um, is setting vacant. Nobody's making payments on that. The commercial banks are going to take a header probably in the next couple of months at the very least. Now, I want you to keep your eye on the ball between the end of June and the middle of August of this year. In that time, there are going to be a lot of things happening, and I think it's going to prove to be when we get into a really dire situation. The $30 billion loan to First Republic that was loaned by different lenders has to be paid back within 120 days. That will be in the July-August area. Okay, the CBDC slash Fed now will make its debut in July. The BRICS nations want to have their currency available late July or early August. will be in direct competition to the United States for the reserve currency. That is going to be a large problem. Russia wants to have the Ukraine problem taken care of end of July, August, somewhere in there. Now, the student loans that have had a moratorium on them for the last couple of years, that moratorium will end the end of July. And that is another $1.9 trillion that needs to be repaid. And if we remember from our prior podcast, 60% of the people are living paycheck to paycheck. 39% of auto loans are 75 days or more behind. And where they're going to come up with that money, I have no idea. The banks have borrowed $328 billion from the Fed backup plan, which is which was put in right after um, SVB, so that they could borrow money on a temporary basis, remain solvent, and look like they don't have a problem. Now, the only problem is they have to pay that back in 90 days. So in July, that has to be paid back also. The Russians announced that they want to put tactical nukes in Belarus. That will also be put in in July. So you see all of these things happening in June, July, early August. Um, I think we're in for some real fireworks about that time. I don't know how we're going to pay this back. I don't know how they're going to do it. But as we've mentioned before, the war in the Ukraine is not about the war in Ukraine. It maybe started out as a Russian-Ukrainian thing, but now it is to the point where it will determine the survivability of the United States as a world superpower, where it is going to decide who is the reserve dollar. And I look for the United States and NATO to pump every dime they have into the Ukraine 
because if they lose, they lose it all. So yeah, it, it's a it's a proxy war, right? I mean, that's right. the, that's the bottom line. Exactly. And and the U.S. has been you know using this uh, technique uh, you know forever. Uh, of proxy wars and so forth, um, and and because it's never about what it's about. Again, I'm I'm proud of our military. I have many family members that served in the military. My dad's retired military reserves, and so I get it. But you know, when we go over on these uh, you know exercises and actual real world you know events, it's never about uh, what it's about. And uh, we just need to remember that, you know, and uh, especially over in Russia and Ukraine. And you and I have been talking about this for months. Uh, there's a whole lot more going on there. And it, it deals directly with prophecy when you look at the Ezekiel 38 and 39 uh, war. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for pointing that out. Well, another thing that we should probably pay a little more attention to is in the last year and a half, the um, governments, the uh, Air Force, militaries, everybody, has been bringing up a lot about UFOs. Now, the Pentagon said last week that they believe that there is a mothership that is launching all these pods, all of these aliens, etc. Now, as we've discussed before, we firmly believe that they're demons. They are not aliens. But it concerns me in that they are making such a big deal of it now. All of a sudden, it, it's kind of like they're getting us ready for an invasion. Now, they keep bringing it up every other day. We have this making the news where I would have never thought it would have made the news before. Elon Musk says there is something really strange out there. It's very large. And he says it's dangerous. Now, I don't know. I, I can't believe in the demons and some of this, but some of this still goes just a little bit further than I can really get to. Now, I have confirmed with two different people that I know really well that they have seen apparitions or UFOs. They describe them, and they're real. These are people that do not lie. They do not make up stories, and they know nothing about science fiction. Their, descript their description shows that there's something there. We just don't know what it is. So we're going to talk in the next week or two about a project called Bluebeam which seems to mimic what's going on very closely. And when I put this together for you, you're going to sit back and you're going to go, whoa, we had no idea. It will wow. blow your mind. And I'm not going to do it today because I don't think I've got time to put it together in a manner that everybody's going to understand it. So just tend to think about that and know that's coming down the road. Yeah, and let I'm me glad. mention... Let me mention, too, that we talk about Project uh, Bluebeam in Volume 1 of Spirit of the Antichrist, and uh, I can't wait till we get into more detail about it with you, because I know you've got some more recent updates. I think they've uh, expanded it and sort of changed the operational name of it, but we'll get into that. But for those who are interested, you can look in uh, uh, my first volume there, and I address the whole Project Bluebeam. Yes. And I'm looking forward to Shane when he's on, because I think he could probably give us a little bit of light on the uh, artificial intelligence, how they've been uh, growing exponentially. They're to the point where they shouldn't have been there for another year or two, but they're already there. So that should be a very interesting conversation. Now, one thing I talked to my banker last week, and I want to make sure everybody is aware of, that there is a process called ESG 
which stands for Environmental, Society, and Governance. Basically, you're going to be given a score between zero and 100 that shows how responsible you are as a citizen. Basically, what it's going to cover is your diet, how much energy you use, what kind of transportation you use, uh, what your attitude is. Now, that's going to be rather subjective. So you and IJB, we're going to get demerits. I just want you to know that's coming. We're not going to start off with positive credits, I'm sure. They go as far as to look at your clothing, how you perform at your job, what you invest in, if you recycle, how much water you use, energy, like I said, uh, personal contributions, random acts of kindness, at least in their opinion, um, your carbon footprint, etc. Now, this all seems like how would they get that information? I'm going to tell you right now, this is what the banker said. When the CBC comes out, now remember, FedNow comes first because that's the portal between us and the CBDC. When that comes out, you're going to be given an ESG card and a number. When you go to purchase something, you'll have to insert the card first. Then you will insert your credit card, your debit card, whatever you're using, and it will let you know if you qualify for that purchase. Now, this isn't something sci-fi. This isn't something out of the realm of space. This is what's going to take place. And I want you to know, it looks like the cards are made. And what they're doing right now is they're taking all the information from your online presence to your phone calls to everything. And they're going to make you up a profile. When the profiles are done, the CBC, CBDC is there. You're going to have two little cards that you don't have them. You're not going to purchase anything. You're not going to go anywhere. So just understand it's coming. Uh, when? I can't tell you exactly, but it's coming. Um, my banker said, look for it by the end of the year. That's what they're thinking. Yeah, and we, so, we talked about that pretty extensively last night in my 90-minute presentation uh, in in Denver. Uh, it is It really is going to be, everything is going to be tokenized, and uh, they're going to roll out these digital ID cards in conjunction with the CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies. And uh, they're going to do it with a lot of fanfare where, where they will incentivize you to be an early adopter. And they'll say, we're going to give you extra tokens if you come on board early and, and you'll think of it as free money, the same way they incentivize people to take the gene editing bio injections. And so, uh, but don't do it. Don't take the bait because once you've locked into that system, they will control everything. And if they don't like something you posted on social media or they don't like, as Randy just said, any number of uh, categories, your carbon footprint, your social credit score, all of that, they will give you demerits. They will take tokens out of your account. And thanks to the new FedNow system that's being rolled out, it will be instantaneous. They won't have to you know, debit it on your next monthly account, it will be instant. So yeah, lots of that stuff is, uh, is coming down the pike. I still think it's going to be uh, difficult for them to roll it out uh, 100% across America. I think there are enough people that are skeptical of it that they will not sign on, but never underestimate the stupidity of the American people uh, and how easily it is to be deceived. Uh, we saw that with you know, with uh, the the pandemic and 
how, you know, when President Trump, you know, stood up and said, you can't worship Jesus on Easter Sunday in your own church, many, many Christians for the first time since Constantine, you know, 1800 or let's see, about 1500 years ago, uh, for the first time, stopped worshiping Jesus on Easter Sunday and couldn't gather together in their churches. So uh, many didn't. There were some that did. I shouldn't say many, but there was a remnant that didn't, but the vast majority did. So I don't have a lot of hope that people will uh, hold off and and resist this new uh, massive reimagining of the financial system that they're trying to roll out, but uh, but I don't think they'll get everybody. I don't think so, at least not initially. And when the Christians are gone, well, it's not going to be a problem for us. Let's hope we're out of here. Now, the dates that they give us for instituting all of this, you have to remember that's what we're fed. Uh, if there were to be a major cataclysm or problem uh, where they uh, could take advantage of it, they would institute a lot of this sooner. We never know exactly what's going to come up if we're going to have some type of uh, natural event like a hurricane, earthquakes, etc. But I will tell you that the lava dome in Yellowstone is rising. It's risen another 10 inches. And they're looking at that as being a definite problem. Now, that's along with the San Andreas Fault, the Cascadia Range, and the New Madrid Fault in Missouri. So all of this stuff is building. And if you look around the world, you see all of these major earthquakes happening. I mean, we have Turkey. We have the Solomon Islands. We have Japan. We have Indonesia, Malaysia, uh, Europe. I mean, sooner or later, this is going to happen here. So be prepared, not necessarily for the end of the world, a nuclear attack, but be prepared in case a catastrophe happens, because Uncle Sam's not coming to help. They have no plans to help that many people. There will be no warning. And the only people you're going to have are your neighbors, maybe some close family. So start thinking about it now. Now, we've talked about Starlink before and Elon Musk quite a bit. We all know that his gradual plan is to have 42,000 satellites in orbit to provide basically internet service to everybody. Now, I think it goes a little bit beyond the internet service. I think it's going to go into the government plans. It's going to go into everything. But I found out yesterday there is also another competitor. It's called OneWeb. It is a competitor to Starlink. They have 616 satellites, which are in orbit, and what they're doing is the same as Musk, but they're taking the inter information. They're going to provide it to your provider. Spectrum, Xfinity, any of those will be able to purchase that from them. Just another group getting together. They're going to know everything you do when you do it. So don't be surprised when it comes out. When I was looking through the news yesterday, found a really disturbing website. It's called killercop.com. Now, the only reason I bring it up, because there was enough of a storm yesterday, they took it down. But on this website, they had the photos, addresses, and phone numbers of 9,300 police officers hmm. in which they were offering a bounty. Wow. It gave all of the information. There was a double bounty paid for female cops or undercover cops. Hmm. Now, this is the web as we know it. 
I mean, if you, uh, we can't imagine what's actually on there because we don't have access to all of it. But with websites like this, with websites like the killer left yesterday from um, Tennessee, or, or I should say Facebook, be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of people. Always be on guard because Satan is alive. He's moving. Uh, he's trying to take over and he's doing a pretty good job. And just be safe because this stuff is coming out of the woodwork in the last few months. And it's truly, truly scary. Yeah, I mean, now, what's crazy about that, and it's it's right out of, you know, biblical prophecy of, of at the end times, you know, right's going to be wrong, wrong's going to be right, up's going to be down, down's going to be up. I mean, you know, you can post things as I did back in the early days of the pandemic uh, in messages that I was giving showing, you know, a uh, hundred years worth of peer-reviewed scientific journals of the top medical minds in the world saying on record in journals like JAMA and Lancet and the New England Journal of Medicine that masks are absolutely not helpful whatsoever and in fact are counterproductive and hurtful in uh, preventing against uh, viral transmission of uh, upper respiratory virus viruses. And yet when I post something like that, peer reviewed, I get canceled from YouTube. Uh, and then here are some of these other sites that are out there, you know, literally uh, fomenting murder, uh, and they stay up for a long time. And so it just should show people that it's never about what it's about. There is a an agenda behind the agenda. There's somebody pulling uh, the strings. I mean, that's just sickening. And, and you know, we want to say, we, you know, we even though there's a lot of bad apples in positions of authority in this world, uh, we value uh, our you know brothers and sisters who serve in uh, public service and serve in uh, the armed services and serve in the police departments and sheriffs across this country. Uh, they're not all bad. They're not all corrupt. They're not all you know part of the problem. Many of them are there, and they're saving lives and they're helping us and protecting us. But at the same time. Um, you know, we do need, as I talked about last night in Denver, you need to be self-sufficient. Uh, you know, you can't always count on somebody else to help you. As I've often said, you know, people, a lot of people have been conditioned. If there's a problem, call 911. Well, that's good. You should in, 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 if you can. But don't forget, when, uh, when seconds matter, the police are minutes away. <laughs> Very good point. Now, you had mentioned the Georgia Guidestones several times in our podcasts. Somebody asked me the other day, who was the person that actually was responsible for it? Well, his name was supposedly Christian, Christensen, something like that. But the actual person that paid for it, designed it, etc., is a gentleman by the name of Herbert Kirsten from beautiful Fort Dodge, Iowa. Now, he died a couple years ago, and that's the only reason we know who actually did that. But he was well, well involved with the World Economic Forum, with the uh, Club of Rome, etc. And so somebody asked me the question, there's your answer. Yeah. It took me an hour to find that, but that's who it was. Yeah, let me clarify. I think he he was the one who uh, you know created it, but I don't think he funded it. I think the the people who funded it, we know that it was somebody involved with the Luciferian conspiracy, but we don't know for sure. And the guy's name <clears throat> that... Uh, in the official narrative has been given credit was R.C. Christian, I believe, uh, and it, as you mentioned. And uh, a lot of people have wondered if he was a Rosicrucian. A lot of people have suggested Ted Turner. Um, but yeah, we uh, we talk about the uh, 
uh, Georgia Guidestones. Uh, but it doesn't surprise me in, in the books, but it doesn't surprise me that this guy was connected to some of these other uh, globalist uh, think tanks. Uh, real quick, before we I throw it back to you, um, I've been looking here in volume one and volume two for my reference to Project Bluebeam, and I can't find it. So I think where it was was in the DVD set on Spirit of the Antichrist. You know, we have a 18-video, 14-hour DVD set that covers you know, a, a brief overview of the whole tube volume book series. And that's where I show some slides and, and touch on it. I don't think it actually made it into the book. So we'll look forward to talking about that in our future podcast. Okay. The last thing I'm going to bring up today is probably one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. As a parent, as a grandparent, you need to be aware of this stuff. We've talked about Ouija boards. We've talked about all this kind of stuff. Well, there's a new thing to be scared of, and I would uh, I would take this to heart. It's called the Gateway Project. It was instituted by a Colonel McDonald from the CIA. Um, basically, it deals with mind control. It happened after MK Ultra, and Dr. McDonald is still alive. I'd love to pick his brain and see just exactly what he was thinking. But anyway, this is what it does. The, he says that the universe is a construct of our mind. Everything is basically um, in a dimension, and that basically there are alternate states of reality. Uh, solid matter does not exist. You can escape into the next dimension, and you can escape the time, space, and matter continuum. Now, I initially read this, and I'm going, yeah, like so much whatever. Unfortunately, this was declassified about a year ago, and I looked into it, and it is a fact. Basically, what they do, they have the person involved listen to music, get into a deep state of unconsciousness, and there they get the right and left hemispheres of the brain to sync. Basically, the left is your... Uh, Left hemisphere is your logical thinking. Your right is your creative thinking. But when they get it to merge at, at an exact point, you click out of reality and you go into infinity. You can actually levitate. You can move around rooms and you can um, change and bend reality. Now, I didn't believe this until I checked with my friends. And then I watched some video of it, and it looks pretty legitimate. Now, my main point here is I'm not going to try it on myself. I don't want to get into it. But if this is another thing like the Ouija boards where people are going into another dimension, we all pretty much know that what they contact there is going to be evil. It is not going to be righteous. It is not going to be Christian, whatever. Now, they say when you get to a certain point, you meet the absolute, which in a, um, a really roundabout way, they kind of tell you that it's God, but they don't call it God. But, you know, when I'm watching these people do this, it's like, okay, they get into a trance. I understand that. It's like hypnosis. It's like everything else that deals with the mind. But their body never moves, but they can relate to you 
what was going on if they've left the room and this stuff was substantiated by observers. Now, they say that you can exchange information between dimensions while you're doing this, which I'm gonna have to take their word on that because it's not something that I know anybody personally that has done, but supposedly the CIA is using this and uh, experimenting on the military and other people that are just basically willing to do it. My only, my only caveat here is if you're going to be doing something like that, you need to go into it fully understanding what you're going to contact. And that is not going to be something good. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me, let me comment on a few things that you just said. First of all, for, tell our listeners, what's the name of that uh, program or whatever, again, you said? Project Gateway. Project Gateway. Yeah. So uh, I encourage folks to go back uh, and listen to my message, The Mindset of the Wicked from March the 19th at Plum Creek Chapel. And I talk about in that message, it was part of our series through the book of Acts, but I, I took some time to talk about the battle for the mind and how important that is from a biblical perspective. But the CIA has a long history of mind control programs. And in Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1, uh, you can go to chapter 10, and I talk about MK Ultra and CIA mind control experiments. And so it's well documented. There have been all kinds of congressional hearings about it. Uh, there have been, uh, you know, uh, under oath testimony. We've we've got books out there uh, written. Uh, you know, uh, I mentioned uh, one uh, that in the book that is uh, just will turn your stomach. Uh, uh, an eyewitness account, but they Satan loves to control people. He's a control freak. You know, that's what David told us in Psalm 2, that Satan was trying to break the bonds and the cords of God's control. And so he wanted to usurp God's throne in heaven. That coup attempt failed, and so he got kicked out. Now he's down on the earth trying to do the same thing. And one way that they control people, they meaning Satan and his Luciferian uh, accomplices, uh, co-conspirators, is through mind control, and they can do this any number of ways. They can do it chemically. They can do it psychologically. They can do it demonically, uh, spiritually. Uh, so you are exactly right, and your sources are exactly right, that there is you know, a realm outside of time, space, and matter. Remember, God created time, space, and matter. God and the spirit world exist out time of the time, outside of the time-space-matter continuum. And so what a lot of people today think of as you know, UFOs and aliens and all of these types of things coming from other planets. In my view, as I explained in volume two of Spirit of the Antichrist, uh, chapters nine and 10, uh, is just dimensional. It's it's a way uh, for people, you know, to, to go, go outside of time, space, and matter. So a lot of this stuff, uh, time travel, lost time, uh, alien abductions, you know, these types of things, it's not so much that they're not real, they're just misinterpreted. People don't understand what's really happening there, and we've got to, we've got to interpret everything that we hear and read and study through the lens uh, of Scripture. So I haven't mentioned the website in a while, but I encourage you to go to spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org. Uh, that's where you can kind of read these topics that I mention in the two-volume set, Spirit of the Antichrist. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it doesn't surprise me at all, Project Gateway, that they would continue uh, to play games. And the sad thing is, Randy, a lot of these are unwitting 
participants. You know, they've they've got a long history. The government does of performing uh, uh, experiments on the military. And, you know, you don't have a choice. They say, go into this room, drink this potion, take this shot, you know, whatever. But it's when they do it on unsuspecting members of the population, uh, like they did with MKUltra, uh, you know, planting drugs on them and just, you know, monitoring them to see how they responded. I mean, this is, you know, abject evil. And people need to understand uh, we serve a mighty God who wins in the end, and he's bigger and better than all of this. But we also have a very formidable foe. And Peter tells us that our enemy, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may uh, devour. So, yeah, that uh, that's some pretty uh, intriguing stuff. Well, I many times I wonder if there are things I should say or shouldn't say on the podcast. And this was one of them I really had to stop and think because I don't want people listening and then going out and finding the website where you can download the manual on how to do it. Anybody can do this. It's 26 pages long and reading through it, it is truly horrifying. Now, the problem is most of the people that have tried it were young. They were teenagers. They are in their early 20s, maybe 30s. Most of them come back okay. Some came back with some real anxiety problems. Some came back with psychoses. Now, that tells me they met something they couldn't deal with. They didn't understand. And now the problem for society for this individual is, what do we do with that? We don't know what they contacted. We don't know where their mind was. But now we try to have to deal with this. So, I mean, I'm concerned for parents and grandparents because being one, I know that there's a lot of this stuff we don't know about. We find out the hard way. So I would challenge people to look it up, study it, don't get involved in it, but know the threats that are out there because what I'm going to go over in the next few weeks, this was the um, this was the easy one. Some of the other stuff that's out there, yeah, you're not going to believe. Yeah. Now, one last comment on that, and then we'll we'll wrap up here. Is uh, you mentioned music. Um, you know, music has always been a tool to really mess with the mind. Um, it can both bring glory to God, and it can be uh, you know, a sweet-smelling aroma to Him as we sing and lift up our voices. And uh, you know, the whole Book of Psalms as a hymn book, for example. So, it's, music is something that uh, it has always been uh, used to worship the Creator. But it can also be, like everything else, taken and used for evil. And Satan, a lot of people, uh, you know, suggest that Lucifer in heaven was kind of the the great choir director or worship leader. I don't know that we can prove that biblically, uh, at least beyond a shadow of a doubt. But certainly, we we can say that music is a key part of uh, this battle. And so Satan will take what God meant for good, music, and use it for evil. And there are there is a lot of music out there. Never mind the lyrics. I mean, lyrics are pretty objective. You can read lyrics and you can say, okay, either this is this glorifies God or it doesn't, or this is sound doctrine or it is not. It's it's false doctrine. But the the actual music itself has uh, you know certain wavelengths that can can really permeate uh, the brain and can can you know mess with the mind. And so this is something that people uh, need uh, to be aware of. But uh, Randy, any closing thoughts before we wrap up? I hope the good Lord comes soon. <laughs> you always say that. And boy, me yes. and you both, brother. Come, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. So, uh, well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, the time today. I want to encourage folks. I know we always talk about a lot of discouraging stuff, but 
Uh, don't forget some of the principles that we uh, read in our you know opening devotional here from Proverbs uh, uh, 28, that uh, if we walk wisely and trust the Lord, uh, we will be delivered and we will recognize what's really happening here. And we, we understand that ultimately the righteous will inherit the earth. And we understand that, uh, you know, the, the, those who are evil and wicked uh, are not going to win in the end. And we need believers to be bold as a lion, Proverbs 28, one. And so uh, let me just pray for us as we close the program today and encourage uh, folks to just get in the Word of God, stand strong. Uh, the Lord may come back today. That would be fantastic, but He may choose uh, to wait. And if He tarries, uh, then uh, we we understand that we could be facing some difficult times, as, by the way, our brothers and sisters in Christ have throughout the world for 2,000 years of church history. You know, being persecuted for the cause of Christ is nothing new. We've just been fairly sheltered from it uh, here in America. So, Father, we do pray that you would raise up men, women, and young people to stand strong, to be firm, to not cast away their faith, which has great reward, but instead to be bold in the face of evil and in the face of danger. Help us to be discerning, 1 John 4, 1. Help us to recognize truth from error uh, and to not be swept away in this tide of deception and uh, be distracted by, you know, the fake left-right paradigm and, you know, getting involved in useless uh, causes that really ultimately aren't what it's about. Help us to be men and women on our knees praying, seeking you, and and really standing firm. And we do pray for that uh, boldness uh, that your word talks about. And so, Father, we, we thank you for this time together today, uh, and we give this to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Randy, Amen. thanks again, and uh, I encourage folks to keep us in your prayers. Or we will be uh, kind of out of pocket for the next few days as we drive. Um, we will try to return emails and phone calls as best we can, but we're headed up uh, to uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and I'll be speaking four times uh, in the morning services of uh, Candlelight Church, and can't wait to be a part of that. Uh, it's one of our favorite churches. We uh, have my one of my best friends is the senior pastor there, and been going there for many years, probably 10 or 15 years now. Uh, don't forget tonight is Prophecy Night at Plum Creek Chapel. If you're in Denver, come see us at Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia, Colorado. Otherwise, you can tune in at notbyworks.org for the live stream. That's at six o'clock mountain time. So until next time, God bless everyone. God bless you, Randy, and y'all have a great uh, rest of the week.